Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 21st chapter. Glory Glory to you, you, O Lord. Jesus said, There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the earth distress among nations confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life, and that day does not catch you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. And so it is. We begin a new church year today. A new Ooh, a new year, a new church year, that's what it is. Our annual celebration of Advent marks the return of, we've already talked about it, the blue pyramids, the blue banners, the Advent wreath, and this year, the extra special delight of just being in our whole sanctuary again, gathered as we are in the midst of an ongoing construction project and global pandemic. So why, on today of all days, is our assigned gospel reading taking us all the way to the very end, to the apocalyptic end times, marked with signs and wonders, fear and foreboding? It's not the most inspiring lesson to kick off our celebration of the new year. And yet, perhaps this is why we need to hear it today. The season of Advent is a season of waiting, of watching, of preparing for the Christ child. And so every year, regardless of what lectionary cycle we're in, the gospel text for this Sunday, Advent 1, is always about God's second coming at the end of time, a not-so-subtle reminder about the power and majesty of our God. From there, we hear the story of Jesus' birth in reverse order, first about the prophets who paved the way, then the pregnant Mary and Elizabeth, and finally on Christmas, the miraculous story of Jesus, the Savior of the world, being born in a stable. So today, we start at the end. And I like how Eugene Peterson interprets this passage in his version of the Bible called The Message. He writes, It will seem like all hell has broken loose, Sun, moon, stars, earth, sea in an uproar, and everyone all over the world in a panic, the wind knocked out of them by the threat of doom, the powers that be quaking. 
Now, this passage may be describing the end of times, but doesn't it sound awfully similar to what we're experiencing right now? I'm thinking of the geomagnetic storm caused by a solar flare a few weeks ago that resulted in the northern lights being visible as far south as central Illinois. I'm thinking of the outcome of the recent COP26 climate summit, where world leaders agreed to take positive steps forward to address climate change, but that for many, especially those living on small island nations with rising sea levels, did not go nearly far enough. I'm thinking of the Kyle Rittenhouse and Ahmaud Aubrey trials, the senseless way innocent people were killed and critically injured at a family-friendly event up in Waukesha. I'm thinking of the looming Omicron variant, the Delta variant, just plain COVID-19, and the many people who have been infected for those who will be next. When I think about these things, I feel a deep sense of foreboding and doom for what is to come, or for what is already here. Our gospel for today may be about the end times, those times, as in in those days and at those times, but it is also about these days, our time, today. Because even amid such awful and heart-rending events, God's coming will not be impeded. God comes to us now, in the midst of cosmic loss, worrisome signs, and that deep feeling of doom sitting in our guts. Our world is not okay. Our lives are not okay. And yet, Christ comes. Advent is a liturgical season intended to help us wait and prepare for the Messiah. We count down the weeks and the days to Christmas on Advent wreaths and calendars, limiting ourselves to one candle a week, one tiny piece of chocolate a day. I'm not sure about you, but I am not very good at waiting. However, in one specific situation, I have learned to not mind waiting at all. How many of you have ever ridden public transportation? Yes, even a school bus counts, right? Riding public transportation has taught me the greatest lesson about waiting. Are you ready for it? This is it. You can't do anything about it. You can't do anything. The bus is late, oh well. Train stuck on the tracks? Too bad. There is nothing we can do to make the bus or the train come any faster, though we certainly may be tempted to try by constantly hitting refresh for the arrival times on our phones, right? When you are waiting for public transportation, that is what you are doing. Waiting. Waiting for the future to arrive. The liminal in-between space of Advent is not so dissimilar from the in-between waiting at a bus stop when we are caught between the then and the not quite yet. The only thing we can control is our own attitude and perspective. And I've discovered that I can either wait with anger, frustration, and impatience, or I can wait with resignation and, yes, even hope. Waiting does not have to be passive. The future may not be here yet, but that doesn't mean we can't do anything until it arrives. 
Waiting can be active, alert, and engaged. Lift up your heads. Put down your phone. Stop refreshing your newsfeed or worrying about what has or has not yet taken place. Focus on the here. Focus on the now. Redemption is drawing near. There are still things to do, people and a planet to care for, good news to share. Because in the midst of all the things in our world that fill us with fear, there are also signs of hope, of new life, of promise. Here in the Northern Hemisphere, as we tip from autumn into winter, much of our natural world is dying, decaying, or hibernating. The trees in my yard flame out in spectacular color before drenching my yard in brown. Spring is a long way off. But not all of our natural world is dying. I have a cactus at home that blooms this time every year. In true 21st century fashion, my Christmas cactus can't even wait until Christmas to bloom. It is blooming now. Bright, exotic flowers bursting forth as the leaves pile up outside the window. And if we keep looking, keep watching with our heads lifted high, we will notice other signs of hope around us too. Cosmic signs of hope, of miraculous natural phenomenon, of people coming together to tackle problems on a global scale, of justice, of mercy, of the power of community. People of God, these are not the end times. This is merely our time. Don't give in to despair or doom, for our good news today is a giant word of hope. Christ comes to us then. Christ comes to us now. Christ comes to us always. Amen.